The first step to getting somewhere is to decide you're not going to stay where you are, J.P. Morgan. And there is a force in the universe which, if we permit it, will flow through us and produce miraculous results, Mahatma Gandhi. So the big question is, how do women over 40 like us keep weight off, have great energy, balance our hormones and our moods, feel sexy and confident, and master midlife? If you're like most of us, you're not getting the answers you need and remain confused and pretty hopeless to ever feel like yourself again. As an OBGYN, I had to discover for myself the truth about what creates a rock-solid metabolism, lasting weight loss, and supercharged energy after 40 in order to lose 100 pounds and fix my fatigue. Now, I'm on a mission. This podcast is designed to share the natural tools you need for impactful results and to give you clarity on the answers to your midlife metabolism challenges. Join me for tangible natural strategies to crush the hormone imbalances you're facing and help you get unstuck from the sidelines of life. My name is Dr. Kieran Dunstan. Welcome to the Hormone Prescription Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Hormone Prescription. Thank you so much for joining me today. As we dive into the deeper meaning of weight loss and creating health for women at midlife with Dr. Jesse Haymeyer. The two quotes that I shared initially with you are two quotes she shared with me before we started the interview that I absolutely love that we're going to dive into in the interview from J.P. Morgan and Mahatma Gandhi, two very different people, but with somewhat similar philosophies on life. If you're going to lose weight or heal from a disease or get rid of a symptom, first you have to decide that you're not going to stay where you are. And that that might mean that you're going to decide. Decide comes from the Latin de cesare, to cut away from, which means to make a decision, to cut away from all other possibilities. So you're going to decide that you're not going to stay where you are. And there is this force of the universe that if you allow it will flow through you and produce miraculous results. So I'm so glad you're here because both she and I have experienced this and work with these concepts with our clients, whether it's losing weight or healing from chronic fatigue or fibromyalgia or the myriad problems that women at midlife can face with their health, with hormonal poverty. We both embody and embrace these philosophies. She has another beautiful quote from Martha Graham that I can't wait to share with you. We talk about it in depth here. And we talk about some physiological changes that you're going to need to make if you're going to lose weight and get optimally healthy at midlife as, midlife as well. So I'll tell you a little bit about Dr. Jesse, and then we'll get started. She has a very varied background. She has a Master of Science in Human Nutrition and Functional Medicine. She's a doctor of chiropractic medicine. She's an IFM certified practitioner, a a licensed dietitian, a certified nutrition specialist. So she has all kinds of experience. And basically, she has a great foundation and uh, so depth and breadth of knowledge in how to help women lose weight and and create create optimal health, particularly at midwife. She shares her story with us in the interview. And she's a true doctor, which comes from the Latin word docere, meaning to teach, show, or point out, and understands that healing occurs when individuals understand the what, why, and how behind their health and treatment. Please help me welcome Dr. Jesse Haymeyer to the show. Thank you so much, Karen. It is a pleasure to be here with you and your audience. So much to talk about, 
so let's dive right into it. And I always like to start to give everyone a frame of reference to help them understand why are you so passionate about helping people with weight, about helping people become empowered when it comes to their health and their lives. And how did your path lead from, because you've got chiropractic and fitness and nutrition and all kinds of stops on your journey of expertise. So how did it lead you to what you do now? Well, it led me there very personally, as, as I'm sure it does for most people. And what I mean by that, Kieran, is for me, I really struggled with my weight for over a decade. And not my weight in a sense that it was a health concern, right? I wavered. I was probably 15, 20 pounds that I would gain and lose over the course of over and over again, over the course of multiple years. And for me, over that time period, I really got what a cost this struggle was for me, right? I got that it was interfering with me being fully present in life. It was interfering with me fully contributing to life. And that just wasn't okay with me. So when I got clear that I was done struggling in this area of my life, it became about something else. It became not about the scale triumphing in this area of my life. It became about being present and fully contributing. And so with that as my North Star and really getting just having this area of my life handled, I began to approach it from a place of questions rather than drill sergeant discipline, which never seemed to turn out well, right? It never seemed to turn out well when I took out the the stick and started beating myself up and and telling myself I I had to give up X, Y, Z and did so for a period of time. And then invariably at a certain point, just broke, my resolution broke and would end up right back where I was. And so I really saw that approach wasn't broke, it was broken. And so I got curious about what a new approach might approach might look like that would lead me to a future where simply put this area of my life was handled, right? It just wasn't a struggle. I felt great in my body. I felt good about how I looked and really fundamentally all those things about being at an access to being fully present and contributing. Yeah, I love that. It's Boy, did I beat myself up also about the weight. So when that internal inner critic would be like, you're bad if you eat this and you're bad if you don't, I'd say, oh, I'm not going to eat X, Y, or Z. And then by four o'clock, I'm eating it. And then, oh, you're bad and all the shame. And it wasn't until I said, okay, I'm just going to try and get healthy, forget losing weight. And then use the the same functional principles that you use, as well as really the a spiritual approach. What is the weight about that I finally lost it too? And so here you are, and you're helping people become empowered with their health and empowered in their life. And you shared some amazing quotes that I absolutely love before we started the episode that I think really get to the a concept that I think everybody must embrace if they're going to experience the healing, health, and vitality that is available to them, that is their birthright, that is possible so that they can live fully and give their gifts. And so I'm wondering if you can share that quote from Martha Graham, and then we can talk about what that means. Absolutely. It would be my pleasure. So The quote by Martha Graham, there is a vitality 
a life force, a quickening that is translated through you into action. And there is only one of you in all time. This expression is unique. And if you block it, it will never exist through any other medium and be lost. The world will not have it. It is not your business to determine how good it is, not how it compares with other expression. It is your business to keep it yours clearly and directly, to keep the channel open. You do not even have to believe in yourself or your work. You have to keep open and aware directly to the urges that motivate you. Keep the channel open. No artist is pleased. There is no satisfaction, whatever, at any time. There is only a queer, divine dissatisfaction, a blessed unrest that keeps us marching and makes us more alive than the others. I had chill bumps the whole time you were reading that. So can you talk a little bit about what this means when it comes to weight loss, when it comes to health, when it comes to living your life? To me, it really, that quote really captures what a precious gift this life is. This life, our bodies, this opportunity to be here, it, it's nothing short of magic. And when we're really present to the gift that it is to be alive, we start to be in a different relationship what it means to do our best to preserve that gift, right? When we're present to the wonder, the awe, and the magic of this life, we're more likely to operate in our actions in a way that honors this life. And that's a journey. It's not an overnight A to Z event. It's a looking at, okay, how might I honor this gift called life? based on where I am right now. And, and I'm sure you'd say the same thing, Kieran, right? The actions that I took when I started my own personal journey, born of self-love, are different than the actions that I take now, simply born out of evolution, right? That's totally natural. That's totally okay. And, and I really see moving forward is the encouraged next step rather than approaching this as if it's either perfection or bust. Yeah, I, I think it's such a beautiful statement about who we are and what we are on this planet to do. I do believe we each have a unique calling and soul blueprint and gifts that we're meant to deliver. And if we don't deliver them, they'll never be delivered by someone else because only we can deliver them. And I, I tell the women who I work with in my programs that I'm sneaky. I, I want to get you healthy because I know you're suffering and I want to stop help you to stop suffering. And I know that you're sitting on gifts. You're sitting on assets, right? You're sitting on your assets, assets that the world needs. And I think it's the Dalai Lama who's quoted as saying, the Western woman will save the world. And I believe it's the Western middle-aged and menopausal woman. Because we've got experience and we have a balanced viewpoint and we have fairness and justice and equanimity and we have experience in our chosen professions that we've been working in for decades. And then we have solutions to a lot of the problems that we're struggling with right now that come from a divine feminine perspective, not a patriarchal perspective, that probably could help us. And I really enjoy helping women. I only work with women. I know you work with men too. 
really see that you getting yourself healthy is about more than just for you, for your selfish needs. It's about you getting yourself healthy for humanity. And so you can deliver your gifts. Yeah, this is, yeah, so well said, right? This is the opportunity right now. This is the opportunity to deliver your gifts. And I love the part where she talks about, it's not your business to determine how good it is not how it compares with other expression. Because so many women, when they do get healthy, then they're looking around, oh, what do I want to do as my creative project? What do I want my legacy to be? And then they look, well, that's been done. That book's been written. That business has been made. That No, it hasn't been done by you. Mm-hmm. There is only one unique you. And there's the way you do it is going to be different the way than the way anyone else does it. Absolutely. And there's an abundance of people hungry for contribution. It's true. And the people who are going to resonate with your frequency, because you have a unique energetic frequency, are going to be drawn to you. And they're only going to hear certain things from you. They're not going to hear it from Sally or Tom, or Peter, right? They're only going to hear it from you. So I'm wondering if you can talk about this in the context of finding what you call your middle ground and ditching the all or nothing approach when it comes to health and healing and weight loss. What does that mean? Yeah, so the broken all or nothing approach, this is the inherited approach around our health and food and our bodies that's most prevalent when it comes to weight. And you know how this is lived is Whole30 followed by deep dish pizza and a bottle of wine on day 31, right? Like that would be a, a pretty clear example of the all or nothing approach. And really, if we think about those two extreme actions, we're looking at deprivation or overindulgence. And for most people, those are the two options they're familiar with in this area of life. It's all in or all out. And a few problems with that is fundamentally speaking, they don't work. And by work, I mean, they don't allow people the opportunity to produce and sustain the health outcomes that matter most to them. So if you can't sustain the outcomes, to me, it's not a solution, right? Secondly, they're born of self-aggression, right? And self-aggression really is not a solution for just about anything, as far as I've ever found out for myself. So the broken all or nothing approach is born of self-aggression. And when I work with people, it's really stepping into a journey, a guided journey of authoring your middle ground. And your middle ground is finding that way of caring for your body and your life that allows you to integrate all of who you are and fully experience the joy of life, experience the joy of being with others and celebrating with others while also moving towards the future you intend for your health and your life. And that journey is born of self-love. So it's just a real different way of operating. And it's not one that comes naturally for most people, right? Especially the people who I work with who've struggled in this area of their life for years or decades. It really takes some work, not just to understand, okay, these are the actions, right? But stepping into a new way of relating with oneself and the actions that are working and the actions that aren't working from a place of kindness. So what does that look like? Can you give an example, maybe from a client you've worked with or clients? Because I think 
we talk about this concept of self-love and stop beating yourself up and you're so hard on yourself. I'm a former hard on yourself member, right? And I didn't really understand what people were saying. You're so hard on yourself. What do you, what does that mean? Oh, you just have to love yourself. Well, what does that look like? How do you do that? So can you talk a little bit more in detail about the nuts and bolts of that journey? Yeah, no, that's funny that you were a member of the So Hard on Yourself plan because I think I saw you at one of the So Hard on Yourself meetings. (laughs) You looked familiar. But uh, yeah, yeah. So to me, where it all, where the journey, the new journey begins is getting very clear on your intention for your health and your life. And in a practical experiential sense, when I work with people and I invite your listeners to engage in this exercise, maybe write it down and and do it later. But the first step is doing a little time traveling to a five-year future and actually writing the story of your health, your life, you, as you intend and desire it occur, right? So telling the story in first person, present tense, right? So I'm 46, I'd say I'm 51 and whatever's there for me about this five-year future I intend. My body's healthy, strong, resilient. In also tapping into what it is to live in your body at that moment, right? I walk across, I walk through life confident and connected to others and the divine. However, you as an individual would say your experience would be in this five-year future. So really painting this picture of your intended five-year future. So that's the first step is getting clear on your intended future. Now, there is another side of this coin and that's getting clear on what the likely or perhaps we might say possible downward spiral five-year future would look like. With no action, no change, what does it look like to be you in five years and how your body is? Some people might have an idea about their health risks, like actually numbers around diabetes or heart disease or whatever the case might be, as well as your experience, right? The experience of defeat or betrayal or shame or whatever's there for people. And it's useful because they're both possible futures, right? And and for most of us, we make change out of the carrot dangling as well as the stick on the back. And not the stick on the back like we want to beat ourselves up or, or scare ourselves, but it's really useful to look at what could the five-year future be like if I don't do anything? And yeah, right? So then very sobering. Yes, yes. And for some people, <laughs> quite literally, right? And from that, I engage in an exercise with people that I call creating your vision of vitality that is really fundamentally based off of your intended future. It's really a condensed version capturing your intention for your health and your life. And with that intention present, we start to navigate what it is to live with that as your North Star. And that includes along the way capturing numbers, so actual lab work, so that we can understand where you are relative to the desired future, what's the gap here, and also start to inform you what effective actions, what are the new actions 
that you'll need to bring into your life and begin practicing over and over again over time to live into that five-year future we want for you. And along that journey, when I'm working with people, I give them homework assignments. I call them fulfillment exercises because some people get get afraid, you know, get scared when they hear the word homework, but they might be something more spiritual in nature. They might be something more informational in nature. Like what does insulin do? Uh, Scientific based exercise, but whatever it is, I choose for the person in front of me because I believe it's going to be an important puzzle piece in their journey ahead. Yeah. And then when you have that vision and that intention of who you're becoming, on that heroine's journey, then every choice that you make in the present day is informed by that. And then you say, the woman who I'm becoming, she doesn't freak out because it's four o'clock and she's hungry and she's not planning to eat dinner till seven. She drinks a glass of water or a glass of tea and keeps keeps moving. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's a great example, Karen. Absolutely. Yeah. Or The woman I'm becoming, if she suddenly in a moment of not being present comes to it and has, oh my gosh, I've just had two or three pieces of two or three cookies. She doesn't finish off the row, right? Right. She actually (laughs) puts it away and then grabs a, a glass of water and has a conversation with herself, whatever is the useful conversation of that moment, both acknowledging okay, maybe what led to that? Oh, I, I didn't eat lunch. I was starving, right? And Or I was go at work, whatever it was, so that she can self-correct in the future, right? She can set herself up to live more aligned in the future. So I want everybody listening to notice that we've been talking for about 20 minutes. We haven't talked about what diet you need to follow to lose weight. We haven't talked about what tests you need to get out of hormonal poverty. We haven't talked about anything other than the philosophy, the spirituality, the emotionality, the thought patterns, the belief patterns, the intentions, the energy around creating health. And so I hope that you've noticed that. Now, some of you are jonesing for the diet tip of the day because you're like, I'm going to go on. I'm going to hear what's the one thing. What's the one thing? Everybody's looking on Dr. Google. What's the one pill I need to take? The one supplement, the one diet. It doesn't exist. It just doesn't exist. Health is a state of wholeness. It's mental wholeness, emotional wholeness, spiritual wholeness, physical wholeness. So the only way to create that is by unpacking each of these areas and examining everything under the hood and then rearranging it and supplementing it and repacking it so that it can get you to that vision and intention. So I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) Well said, very well said, yes. And and the thing is, is for the people jonesing for the quick fix diet, right, just notice what the diet industry is. I mean, it's nothing if it's not quick fix, do this solutions. And yet it's it's a multi-billion dollar industry that doesn't seem to be able to produce the outcomes it promises. Right. I think most diet programs have a 6% success rate at two years. And so this multi-billion dollar diet industry just works on profit off of churn. You lose the weight, you gain the weight, you lose the weight, you gain the weight, and you never truly become healthy and have vitality. And so the definition of insanity is 
doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. That didn't stop me. When I weighed 243 pounds, I tried all the programs. Right. You know, the Fen Fen and the Jenny Craigs and the Nutrisystems and working out like crazy and fasting and all that stuff. I know you got to do the things you got to do until you finally come to this place of powerlessness and you go, I don't know the answer. And I think this place of surrender is when you can finally be handed a solution that works, that isn't a self-aggressive solution and beats you into submission, but it's a self-loving solution. And you can really start to look at, well, what has the weight meant in my life? Like I know for me, that was a huge thing and it was protection. And I find that's true for a lot of women. I know in the ACE study that they did at Kaiser Permanente, I think there was an offshoot of it another day doctor looked at all the data and found that like 80% of the women who had overweight or obesity had been sexually abused as children. And that ended up was a part of my story, but I didn't know that. So then I could start loving myself and saying, oh, well, if my need for protection is getting served by this layer of fat that I have around me, how can I serve that need for protection in another way so I can thank the fat doing its job and then let it go. So I love how you talk about journaling and writing your future at its best, your future at its worst. And I love to have people journal and dialogue with their fat or their body part. Like I've worked with a lot of women who have frozen shoulder and I like to have them dialogue with the frozen shoulder. What's going on? What did you come here to tell me? One of the things I love about what you just shared, Karen, is that you really got that the holding on of the weight, it really came from such a good place, right? It really came from such a good place. And you were able to self-dialogue and see that good place, acknowledge that good place it was coming from, and also get that there was a way to fulfill that very natural human need to feel safe and one that was born quite young, right? And do it in a way that still allows you physically, emotionally to thrive. Yeah. So I think I I love that we're having this conversation because I love that everybody listening is hearing that health is about so much more than what supplements to take, what tests to do, what diet to follow. It is about you and who you are and your story and where it's been and where you're going and how you feel or how you don't feel. So I love that. And I love this other quote that you shared. I'm wondering if we could talk about that. I love a good quote from Mahatma Gandhi. There is a force in the universe, which if we permit it, will flow through us and produce miraculous results. Talk a little bit about that. (laughs) Well, for me, Karen, when I, at about 26 years old or so, threw up my hands in surrender and really devoted myself to figuring out this area of my life, I did so inside of a request. I asked what I would call the divine to collaborate, to help me. And I made a promise that if the divine would help me, I would use my learnings to guide and help others. So to me, that lived experience is beautifully expressed in Gandhi's quote. And I'm sure, I'm sure you've had similar experiences that throwing up your hands and surrender, the surrendering to the divine doesn't mean you don't do anything. It actually opens up the energy for the right people to come into your life to teach you something, the right book to come into your life to teach you something, the right overheard conversation walking down the street to 
just all the things that you could never plan, no matter how hard you try to show up inside of your commitment. Yes. Uh, yeah. I had that moment after I, it was actually one of my patients who I had done the prescription, what I call the prescription tango with her, gave her sleeping pill, antidepressant, birth control pill, all the things at midlife that she felt terrible. And she came back and she's like, yeah, it's not really helping me. But, you know, as a board certified OBGYN, I didn't really have much else to offer her except pills and surgery. And then she came back a year later and she was like a brand new woman. And she said she had gone to this other doctor who had done all these tests. I never offered her to these treatments. And I'm thinking, how is there something I don't know about? I've been told by the certifying board of American specialties that I know more about women's health than anybody else. Anyway, she had brought me one of Suzanne Summers' books and I wasn't going to read it. I took it home and I I was like, I'm not going to read this book by Chrissy on Three's Company. But it sat there in my nightstand for a long time. And then one Saturday, my kids were, came in and said, we're going to the movies. Like, they didn't even bother asking me if I wanted to go anymore because they knew mom, when she wasn't working, she was going to be parked in her pajamas in bed because she was sleeping and tired all the time because I had chronic fatigue. And, and I read that book. I, at first, I was very reticent and prejudiced. And then I started reading it like it was the Da Vinci Code, like the best mystery novel I ever read. And I finished it that day. I think the sun had just gone down. And I had one of those moments. I said, God, whatever you believe in, the divine God, Buddha, Jesus, whatever. And I said, I'm going to use this. And if it works, I'm going to spend the rest of my life teaching other women about this. And then that prayer, that's a simple prayer, right? It calls in resources and possibilities that were previously closed to you now start opening up chance meetings, coincidences, so-called coincidences. And sometimes you have to come to that point of surrender and that force in the universe. If you allow it and you don't keep going back to do the same shit you've been doing. Right. And it takes courage and it does. It takes a It takes courage. It takes sometimes it takes just getting sick of ourselves and even getting sick of ourselves. It still takes courage to to surrender. It does. And I love it. It's great with this other quote you have from Jay. First getting somewhere to decide you're not going to stay where you are. And so I'm not doing this anymore. And to whatever higher power you believe in, just say, I'm not doing this anymore. You need to show me the way. And I, I literally will say that out loud to whatever angels who work with me in the light, whoever's listening. I'm not doing it this anymore. So you show me. Yeah. And then stuff starts happening. It's true. It's things we cannot explain. It's very true. So let's give, I think we've talked a lot about the kind of nebulous esoteric stuff that everyone avoids and doesn't want to talk about with health. So I think we need to be talking about it. But is there anything you'd like to share just from a root cause resolution science-based approach that people might consider when it comes to losing weight, creating health? Yeah, absolutely. On the physiological front, I, I'm sure everything I'm about to say, Kieran, you are going to completely nod your head with, right? But when I think about three recurring physiological barriers to weight loss, when, well, I should preface this by saying 
sorry, ladies, it's probably not your thyroid. And like everybody, I feel like, I don't know if you experience this, like everybody wants it to be their thyroid because they're like, then I'll just start taking medication and they'll be easy, right? And like the thing is, is even if it is your thyroid, it's not just your thyroid, it's right? Not just In other words, absolutely true. If your thyroid, if your, your thyroid's underactive, if you need thyroid support, you should definitely get thyroid support. Absolutely, absolutely. But it's probably not the keys to the kingdom you think and hope it will be. And so with that as the preface, the, the three things, assuming your thyroid is well-supported, well-functioning, that I see with some recurring frequency is the first one is compromised insulin sensitivity, which is very different than lab normal, right? Lab normal is usually up around 19 for fasting insulin. I like to see fasting insulin seven or less. And so if that insulin is high single digits or in the double digits, we know we have an opportunity on the table to help your body be better at burning fuel rather than storing fuel. That's one of the foundational things I look at. Another thing that I see with some frequency is elevated inflammation, right? Sometimes people will come in and say, oh, I'm so inflamed and I'll ask them about how it feels and maybe they'll say my joints hurt or I'm bloated or my skin's red, they'll say something. We'll still go test the numbers also, but really the point is, is that mostly people don't experience any real symptoms when they're inflamed. The only way we know is by doing their labs. HSCRP is the number one go-to I look at with regards to inflammation, but also homocysteine. And when those elevate, when the HSCRP, that, that inflammatory marker is elevated in particular, it will absolutely slow down the metabolism. When I see this time and again with women who they come in and we like to see HSCRP 1.5 or less, ideally under one, but that's the sweet spot range we're looking for. And if I'm starting to work with someone who's HSCRP, we learn after her labs are seven or eight, I let them know, listen, it might be a few more months before you start to see the scale move because the first order of business is breaking this vicious cycle of inflammation. And then your body's just going to take care of itself. But that's what we have to go get after first. And we do that in a lot of different ways. But fundamentally speaking, when that inflammation is elevated, first of all, people often, more often than not, don't have any symptoms. And it's got to be addressed in order to have the scale move. And then the number three is, I like to call it detoxification pathways gunked up, right? And that just, that shows up in a lot of different ways, right? That can show up as hormonal irregularities that can show up as just uh, playing into that inflammatory process where there are more toxins in the body than ideal, which are driving inflammation. And that's never just like, there's not just one test I look at for to assess detox pathways, but a lot of different things. I look at what does your detoxification is such a chic word, but we know that detoxification, there are multiple physiological processes that allow this to happen in the body. And so I want to understand, does the body have the essential nutrients to run the engine of detoxification, whether that's amino acids or B12 or all the different things we need to, in order to, to run the, run those gears nice and smoothly. And then also are those toxins getting out of the body? Another simple check for that is, was someone having daily bowel movements, right? We know that 
our bowel movements are one of the primary ways we get out of get toxins out of the body and and by toxins it's not just pollutants and things we encounter in our environment our hormones that we produce ourselves or if people are taking some kind of using some kind of HRT or oral contraceptive those all those hormones go through our detox pathways also so to have those running nice and smoothly is really foundational to supporting weight loss and also what comes after weight loss yes when you said that about thyroid i was envisioning people throwing tomatoes at the stage going boo yes I did this a podcast episode, I guess it was about a year ago, called Why You Will Never Fix Your Thyroid by Trying to Fix Your Thyroid. <laughs> oh, I love that. That is great. And it's the thyroid is just the innocent bystander. So I love that. But so there you have it, right? You just laid out the nutshell of all the things I like to say that you've got to do physiologically. But what I find is that people can rarely do the things that they need to do for their physiology and biology when they don't have the energy right, because everything at its essence is energy. And so that energy is your thoughts, your feelings, your beliefs, your history of your story that you're carrying around in your body and energetic packets because you've never unpacked it, most of us. And so you really need to address that. And then when you address that, the physiology, you can very easily take care of. It's become simple. Absolutely. Yes. Well said. So tell everyone all the places they can find you online and interact with you. Yes. You can find me at wellempowered.com and you'll find a place where you can request a complimentary consultation. Please be sure you tell us where you heard about us because you will be entitled to 10% off if you do decide to engage beyond that. That complimentary consultation is... 30 minutes virtual will give you a chance to ask me more questions, consider working together, whether it's one-on-one or in group work, and then also Instagram at, at Well Empowered is where you'll find me. Awesome. Thank you so much, Dr. Jesse, for your path, your purpose, your passion, all the things that have led you to be here with us today. And thank you for the brilliance and insight and depth that you have shared. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been such a pleasure to be with you and to share our love of people empowered by their health and vitality. Yes, and thank you for joining us for another episode of The Hormone Prescription with Dr. Kieran. Hopefully you feel empowered by our conversation by knowing that you really are here for a specific purpose that only you can fulfill and that you can take steps today to start moving towards that. I look forward to hearing about the steps you're taking on social media. So reach out and let me know. And until next week, peace, love, and hormones, y'all. Thank you so much for listening. I know that incredible vitality occurs for women over 40 when we learn to speak hormone and balance these vital regulators to create the health and the life that we deserve. If you're enjoying this podcast, I'd love it if you'd give me a review and subscribe. It really does help this podcast out so much. You can visit thehormoneprescription.com where we have some free gifts for you. And you can sign up to have a hormone evaluation with me on the podcast to gain clarity into your personal situation. Until next time, remember, take small steps each day to balance your hormones and watch the wonderful changes in your health that begin to unfold for you. Talk to you soon.